Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. I'm your host, Tina Robertson. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. We're getting it all started in just a moment. Well, hello, I am super glad to be back with you for another episode of Free Up. And as always, I'm so grateful that you choose this podcast as a resource for the support of your spiritual, mental health growth and development. I'm Tina Robertson, a licensed clinical social worker, a mental health therapist and trainer. But most of all, I'm walking this road with you as we all seek to live freed up and not fed up. And I want to give a shout out to all of you who have been with Freed Up since we started in 2019 and to those of you who have joined along the way. You are a blessing and you are the reason why Freed Up is still doing its thing. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. And I hope you find this as a useful resource to elevate your faith and your mental health. Stay a while, all of you. Let's get started. Well, first, I want to follow up with you to see how you did on your scripture meditation that was your homework from the last episode. We had three scriptures, and they are all tied to our theme of 2022, which is investing. Those three are Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25. Now, I chose... Matthew 7, 24 and 25 for my own journaling and meditation time for the last couple of weeks. I am so excited to say that because I focused on that every day, I pretty much memorized it. And I find myself during the day just thinking about some of those words as different situations or scenarios pop up in the middle of my day. I get to lean on those words. So I'm curious about how it went for you do share. Please send me an email and let me know. I am so looking forward to hearing from you. Now, on to the topic for today. Clearly, we have plenty of options, you all, when it comes to investing. And in our last episode, we talked about investing in our mental health and spiritual health and that it's more critically needed now than ever before. So with that in mind, I'm going to take some time to talk to you about just four basic principles that I believe can be used as a framework for guiding how you invest this year in your relationship with God, with yourself, and with others around you and in your circles of influence. So we're going to get more freed up in our relationships this year, and as a consequence, we're going to develop a greater capacity in our mental health this year and beyond. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about what it means to invest wisely, wholly, expectantly, and consistently. So first off, if we're going to truly live freed up in our mental health, we're going to have to invest wisely. You know, as I prepared for 2022 and I was praying about what I needed to do for my own mental and emotional health and my spiritual growth, 
One thing that God kept putting on my heart is that I needed to make room. These were the exact words I kept hearing. Make room, create space. More space for him, less space for a lot of other stuff that tends to clutter up my mind and my heart. Now, on the surface, this might sound like more releasing, right? But at the core of these words being written on my heart is the necessity of investing in my time and attention to him, my ultimate healing source, and then for myself and then for others. So time is about making space. Attention is about giving the focus and the priority. Listen, our finite beings only have so much capacity. Just like there is only so much time in a day, there is only so much bandwidth that we have mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And we can only do so much physically. And trust me, as I get older, this becomes more of a reality for me. But we are tempted all day long to stay at full throttle, leaving zero margin. All of us have innumerable options for how we will invest ourselves into each and every day. And we need wisdom desperately to know how to be good stewards of our time, our energy, our mental focus, our emotional vitality, and so much more. In this technology and information age we live in, we are saturated. We are basically fire hosed down with unlimited and nonstop content. And simultaneously, We're being offered multiple opportunities from many sources, even good ones, to take on more, to give of ourselves more, to do more, become more, buy more, read more, scroll and swipe more. Now, don't get me wrong. More has its place. You know, even Jesus calls us to more at times. In one instance, he said in his word that the primary goal for believers is to stay connected to the true vine himself so we can bear fruit and not just fruit, but more fruit and then much fruit. And that's a great place for more. But if we're honest with ourselves, we're often investing in the more that doesn't lead to fruitfulness. For some, The pursuit of more is about feeling accomplished, successful. More to others is a pathway to gaining acceptance and feeling a sense of belonging. But these types of more generally leave us more depleted, unsatisfied, and wondering why our emotional and mental health is suffering. Let's call it what it is. Sometimes the more is even sabotaging our own growth and healing. Ouch. So that is why we need to invest wisely. In this season, we have to choose our more, more wisely. You know, every article that pops up on the notifications and every book you see on the New York Times bestsellers list doesn't need to be read. Every sale that showcases what you've been needing and wanting for a while doesn't need that purchase right now. Every friend or family member's call or text that require your last piece of emotional energy doesn't need to be answered until later. Listen, we've spent the last year releasing, so let's be discriminate in how we're investing back into this year. 
You've intentionally moved some things out of the way. So now continue to make space. Remember, that's opening up your time. And give priority focus, which is your attention, to those things that are calling you toward your higher purpose and your healthier self. Now, this is going to look differently for each of us. Totally get that. But know this, wisdom is a necessity for all of us. So what truly needs your time so that you can give it attention? Do you need to invest in the time to pray and spend more time with God or to meditate and journal more? Is your wise investment to focus on starting back using a few of the tools or mental health strategies that you learned about on Freed Up? because you let them drop off when you took on more in other places? Is your wise move needing to forego some other financial purchases so that you can invest in your counseling and therapy this year? Now, these choices, these decisions all require wisdom. Proverbs chapter four, verse seven says that in all you're getting, get wisdom. It calls us to prioritize wisdom. So let's invest in that. Why? Because the investments determine the harvest. So invest wisely, discriminately, carefully, and thoughtfully. Secondly, the journey to getting freed up is going to require you to invest wholly. Half-hearted and lukewarmly, I think that's a word, lukewarmly, (laughs) you get the picture. But When has that ever been a desired way to engage with someone or in something? Nobody wants to work with the coworker who isn't fully invested in the outcome of the team. You do remember that person when you had that group assignment in your high school, college, or graduate courses. Can I just say for the record, though, I hated group projects. Mm. It was always one that wasn't wholly invested. And their half-given or less than that investment always affected the end results. But we can be the same in our path of getting freed up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with your whole heart as unto the Lord. And yes, this includes even the hard sometimes grueling, definitely painstaking work of getting to a place of wholeness and restoration. Well, how do you do this? By bringing your committed self to the process. Now, that doesn't mean you won't get tired and want to give up at times, because the truth is that is part of being committed. And it doesn't mean you won't take two steps forward, and then three backwards sometimes. That too is part of growth and staying the course. If you want to live freed up, check in this year all the way. Not to perfection, not to look in the part, but being a part of the process with your whole heart. It is a choice and it's a daily one. You don't make it once and then you're done. And so even if you fall off, get back up and recommit. Invest wholly. And then third, we need to invest expectantly. All right, so here's a truth moment. 
Here is where I'm going to need to put my shoes on so my toes don't get stepped on. This area expectantly is one in which I am challenged. And I ask myself, why invest into something if you don't truly expect that it can happen? So you've probably figured out by now that this is the faith down payment in the investing work. Let me tell you why this can get hard, okay? Let's keep it real. Sometimes it's easy to get disillusioned in the process of getting freed up spiritually and in our mental health because setbacks come, failures happen, the waiting periods can seem lengthy and unyielding, relationships fall apart, and they don't happen the way we think they will. Rejection hurts. Lifelong negative words trail us around. Abandonment is demeaning. And certain experiences, especially those compounded with disappointments, can make us jaded, cynical, and leave us with no expectation that different or better is possible. Listen, expectancy is about faith and hope. Does a farmer plant a seed and not expect that it will sprout up eventually? He probably wouldn't be a farmer for too long if that was the case. So how do we fuel our faith and our hope and remain expected as we invest? Well, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not yet see. But how do I get faith? The first thing we do is ask for it. Friends, listen, the disciples actually asked Jesus to help their unbelief. And we can do the same thing. Part of our theme scripture from 2021 was Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that says, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So where are we looking for our help here? Who is getting our trust? This kind of faith doesn't happen because you trust your significant other, your bestie, or even your therapist. Let's ask for help from the one who can help us above all others. And then next, we've got to keep reading and listening to God's word and his promises. Our faith grows when we hear from the one who never changes, who holds all the world in his hands. His promises keep us hopeful, even if we don't see them realized in our planned time frame. Faith is a decision to hope in that which is not yet seen. And if you are struggling with expectancy in this season, I want to encourage you that you are not alone. It's hard to keep trusting when it feels like things are not going your way. Yet I believe that our investment this year is asking of us to stretch us in our expectancy. Keep believing that it will happen in due time. Keep encouraging yourself that you will do your part and leave the rest of it up to God. Keep growing and keep stretching. Keep using your tools. Keep praying. Let's invest expectantly. And then lastly, invest consistently. Now, this is going to require discipline. 
the need for making space and having a focus, right? And yes, commitment too. We often don't see the fruit of our labor because we aren't always consistent. And in today's culture, we are conditioned to expect everything quickly. So why worry about being consistent over time? There is still a law at work, y'all. Planting doesn't yield a harvest right off. The investment takes nurturing. It takes patience, being present, being willing to try new and different things. It requires us to not give up. I'm going to conclude this section by reading one of my favorite poems that always encourages me to keep at it no matter what. It's called Don't Quit by Edgar Albert Guest. You're probably familiar with it. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though. The pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often, the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often, the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Invest consistently. Stay with it. So listen, we've covered these four principles as a means to help guide the way that we will invest in our relationships this year. So I want to ask you to take some time over the next two weeks to reflect and consider which one of these principles you want to lean into a bit closer going forward. We're on this journey together to invest wisely, wholly, expectantly, and consistently. And remember, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you, along with the rest of the Freed Up friends. Know this, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.